Welcome to the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nedling. You are about to discover impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you, so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Be sure you visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now tune in, get ready, and enjoy the journey of emerging as a leader of exception in the 21st century. Welcome everyone to the Find Your Leadership Confidence podcast. I'm your host, Vicki Nettling, coming to you from Kennesaw, Georgia, instead of Roswell, so a different location today. The goal of the podcast is to share topics and guests that will empower you to grow as a confident leader in your business and your life and take that to the next level. Today, my guest is Ronald Reich. And is it Reich or Reich? Actually, it's Reich. Reich. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like my last name. <laughs> He's started his own consulting firm in 20 or 2006 a while back now and has worked many industries including the medical and assisted living facilities manufacturing high-tech retail pharmaceuticals and banking very diverse background he's also well respected and sought after faculty member of the american management association most of the work has focused on leadership and management development corporate training, organizational development, as well as coaching at all levels at the client's companies. He is an avid reader and he has read over 300 leadership management and relationship oriented books over the past 18 years. And his philosophy centers on participant-based training and experiential training. So please, Join me in welcoming my guest, Ron Rake. <clears throat> and our theme for today is we're all here for a reason. Well, it's a pleasure to meet you finally. And uh, as I was reading your diverse background, I thought, my goodness, you have so much to offer and, uh, and really have had a, a widespread career a breadth of information that you've covered. Yeah, and you know, Vicki, I'll tell you, it, it really has been a, a, a fun, diverse journey. And I, I do, I feel, I feel so blessed that I have met so many just wonderful, wonderful people along the way. And, and that includes truly clients, participants, People at airports, people you know, at hotels, whatever it might be. And I, I have the very, very strong belief there are wonderful people all over this country, all over this world. And my job is to try to find the nice ones. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And, that, and they really do leave you with a gift. Every, every person you meet. So you had said that we all have certain gifts. And those gifts are to be offered personally or professionally. And the best way 
to determine what the gifts are is for you to get to know yourself extremely well. Yeah. How many people don't really, they go through life and they, they don't know who they are. That's right. So I want to first ask a simple question before we get into the meat of this interview. And that is tell everyone what part of the country you call home. Ah, home is uh, Northern New Jersey. Uh, Northern New Jersey. Yeah, yeah. My my wife and I live about 15 miles west of the Lincoln Tunnel. Ah, very cool. So, yeah, yeah. So it's close enough to be able to get into the city without a lot of trouble. And uh, we're not too, too close. And I'm also a, uh, I'm an avid New York Giant football fan. I have been for many, many years. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, I've been a season ticket holder for almost 28 years. And oh, so we're not, wow. not, not too far from the stadium. So that helps too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You and my brother-in-law would get along very well. He is also. <laughs> so you believe it's your job to pull information from the client's that they already know. Tell us more about that. Well, you know what, Vicki, one, one of the things, I, I actually, I'll even, I'll even go back. My experience early in my career, before I got into training, was very simply, whenever I would attend a training, most often, the facilitator trainer made it about themselves. And, you know, let me just share with you everything I know. And, you know, look at me, look at me. I'm the expert in the room. And I never enjoyed that. I just didn't. And, you know, I realized very, very early on, that, you know, the, the sessions that I facilitate are not about me. They are about the participants. And everybody had, every, every individual, and again, this is just what I believe so strongly, Everybody has so much knowledge buried inside of them. And, you know, like I said, my job is to pull it out. My job is to ask really good questions to get people thinking. And then they realize, oh, I did know the answer to that question. I just needed to think about it a little bit more. And that's my job. And, and I think you know, that's an important thing for the audience to really reflect on because in our, you know, fast food era that we live in, everybody wants things yesterday and, um, uh, and the smorgasbord. To really understand the importance of taking time, you know, to think about yes. those questions, to that's really right. reflect on those things is so important. That's right. Yeah. And, and to really, um, as the facilitator, and I agree with you, I think this, you know, this is what I like to do too, give them stories that will make them feel like they're the character of that story. That's right. Well, and I mean, one, one, one thing I learned too is that, and I mean, I love to tell stories and I, I am a good storyteller. And one thing that I need to remember, though, and this is a critical piece, is that I don't need to tell all the stories. And you know, again, during my sessions, does anyone have an example of when you got recognized? Tell, you know, share with the group a time when. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's, that, that's when they sign the agreement. I'm in this. Yeah. I'm in this. Yeah. And I mean, one, one of the other things I like to do, and because people also learn so much from each other, 
And that's one of my goals. He said, you know, I, I want, yeah, you know, I want my groups to learn from me. Of course I do. One of the things I ask them to do right up front is like, please, everybody, when we are having a group discussion, talk to each other, make eye contact with each other. I'm not the focal point. You're the focal point. And it's much more powerful and they get much more comfortable talking to their colleagues, talking to their peers. And that's when the real learning takes place. And that's when the deeper relationships start to form because I'm not going to be there after. Absolutely. (laughs) That's such a true uh, thing to say, because, you know, you aren't going to be there after your you know, one day session, three day session or six week course, at some point they have to think on their own. They have to have the tools to do that. And so you're just facilitating those, um, those tools to be able to to use themselves. That's exactly right. And I mean, one of, you know, we say that, you know, I won't be there and I won't be except one of the other things in which I believe so strongly is reinforcing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because again, you know, I'm, I'm good at what I do and I'm proud of that. And I, I do say that proudly and I hope it comes across that way. And, you know, we'll do a wonderful session. And, you know, six weeks later, oh, yeah, that guy, Ron, what did he talk about? Again? <laughs> I, you know, I liked him. We had fun. And, and, and again, the point is, it's so critical to reinforce the training, either either through the facilitator or set up a system where uh, the participants, the students, whatever you want to call them, can reinforce with each other because that's when it sticks and that's when you see true behavior changes and results change. Right. How do people really start to get to know who they are? What What are some tools that you would give them to really dig deep and and say you know who 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 am i today who do i want to be you know i guess that's the thing is you know once you discover who you are is it is it really who you want to be well and you know what that that also is such a critical piece vicky you know who am i fine and who do I really want to be? Who do I want to be from a personal perspective? Who, who and what do I want to be doing from a professional perspective? Because so many people get pushed into things where they just, they just don't want to be there. And I mean, I, I can give you an example. I haven't thought of this in a long time. Uh, I was doing an American Management Association class many years ago in D.C., uh, three-day relationship class. One of the participants uh, worked for NASA and on the roster, his job title, rocket scientist. He shows up, okay, and at lunchtime on day two, he came up to me and he was like, Ron, I'm going to leave. I I, I can't do this. I, I just can't do this. The course is great. You're great, except I just don't like people. And I'm so uncomfortable. I, I just need to leave. He was a manager, Vicky. He was a manager. And he's, I don't like people. I, I, I can't stand this. And I was like, you belong sitting in front of computer, in front of a computer, doing code and doing whatever it is a rocket scientist does. That's your strength. That's where you belong. <laughs> yeah. 
early in my career, I did behavioral studies for one of the fast food chains. And it was very eye-opening. And, and um, one of the criteria or the behaviors was a, sort of like a rocket scientist or a, 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 you know electrical engineer, somebody who didn't want to talk to people. And right. yet as a manager of a fast food location, <laughs> you have to talk to people, you have to right. motivate, you have to instruct, you have to train, you have to deal with customers and complaints. And so certainly that person would not be successful, but I could put them back in R&D or I could put them back in, you know, marketing and things like that, where they might not need to, to really be in front of the person, exactly. but they have wonderful ideas. Exactly. So definitely very true. And, and so often, you know, we just feel stuck too. We just stay That's in, right. in a job or a position because right. we're afraid. To try and, and you know there 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 are so many different types of opportunities now, and you know you you, you had mentioned I am I'm an avid reader. One book that I that I read just very very recently called Promotions Are So Yesterday, <laughs> and it's it, I mean again that's just so true for me at least when I think about it is that not everybody wants to move up the ladder. That's fine. There are so many other ways people can contribute. You know, do you want to move laterally within our department? Do you, you know, do you just want to grow? You know, for me personally, do you know what other courses do you want to facilitate? Do you want to get more involved in organizational development? Mm -hmm. you know, do you want to move to a different department organizationally? Can we get you more exposure? Do you want to do some outside events, perhaps? And again, whatever it might be, it's it's just finding the passion that people have and then leveraging that. And that's the manager's job. And, and also from a company perspective, it is to put value to those jobs as well. Because, you know, sure. someone might say, well, I have to become a manager because that's the only way my paycheck will grow. But that other role, that R&D role, that's going to per perhaps change the trajectory of your company, what's the value to that? That's right. That's right. And there, there, are so, there are so many other ways. And I mean, someone, someone said to me, I, I got into a very frank discussion with a participant one time, and he was saying that, oh, no, mon money is the only motivator out there. Money is everything. And he was, he was a salesman and wanted to become a sales leader. And I was like, man, I have a completely different perspective on this. And, and again, I can, I can only speak for myself, although I know other people have said the same thing. Is money important to me? Yes, of course it is. It's not the be-all, end-all. What, what, you know, what will work for me? Give me fun things to do that I love doing. And you know what? I'm going to do them extremely well because I love doing them. The money will follow because I'm going to do a great job. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm passionate about it. That's right. So as we talk here, it, it occurs to me that, you know, in our, our current world, emotional intelligence has really come to the forefront. It's always been important, but I think a lot of companies and, and, and business people, entrepreneurs are, are starting to understand how important it is 
from leadership perspective to have that emotional intelligence. Yes. Talk to me about that. Well, I mean, emotional intelligence, uh, number one, absolutely. Daniel Goleman, one of the big thought leaders in emotional intelligence says, empathy represents the most important social skill you need to have at work, which is a huge part of emotional intelligence. The other thing he says, which probably is actually even more applicable with what you just asked me, he, you know, Daniel says, once you get out into the workforce, everybody is about as smart as you are. And, and, and again, I believe that, you know, everybody is as smart as I am, whatever it might be or whoever it might be. And he says what separates people from being good, really good and superior is the level of emotional intelligence. And I believe that's true. I mean, I really, really do. And that goes to, again, what we were talking about earlier. It's so critical to get to know yourself. What are your strengths? What are your limitations? And both are perfectly acceptable. We all have strengths. I have my strengths. I'm proud of them. I have fun with them. I have my limitations. I am well aware of them. And I share them with people openly. I'm not strong technically. I never have been. I never will be. Mm-hmm. If something goes wrong with, you know, with a technical piece when I'm doing a class, first thing I do, I need to ask for help. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. And again, you know, Vicki, I deny to no one. There have been times throughout the years I've been a little embarrassed. Because it's a simple problem, like, folks, you know what, I'm sorry, I don't know what to do here. Someone needs to help me. Mm-hmm. And I'd rather ask for help than try to solve a problem I know I'm not going to be able to do and look that and, and then really look dumb. <laughs> yeah. And, and really, that's, I think, uh, a growth that we all have to do as leaders is to accept that we're not perfect, that <laughs> it's okay to not be perfect. And, and, you know, as you ask for help, you are also helping that person grow in confidence and, and they might learn something too, you know, as you get through this problem together. So there's a lot of gifts that are given just because you were willing to ask for help. And, you know, I'll I'll mention too, uh, because I, I think this is just absolutely brilliant. My, my wife, was a fifth grade teacher for many, many years. And one of the lessons she used to teach the kids, she she taught fifth grade. She said, it is not about how smart are you? It is all about kids. How are you smart? And again, it just, it goes to our strengths. How are you smart? I'm smart in certain areas. I'm not as smart in other areas, and that's okay. That's where I need help. That's where the diversity of the workforce comes in and allows us to work together and get things done. And and Darren Hardy always talks about the um, character diamond and that your flaws, as well as your strengths, but those flaws are areas that make your character interesting. And those are the areas that you have the opportunity to hone and shine and mold, you know? Yes. Yeah. And I mean, I I think one of of the mistakes that organizations tend to make too, is that they'll, they'll focus too much on the limitations of people 
you know, and again, uh, for example, another limitation I have, I don't write particularly well. I'm okay, not great. And in many organizations, what they would want to do, Ron, we're going to send you to a writing class and we want you to take over the newsletter because you really need to improve your writing skills. My writing skills are never going to, never <laughs> going to be a strength. Never. They might get a little bit better, a little bit, not much. And I don't enjoy it. So what's the purpose of having me focus on that? It doesn't yeah. make sense. It's okay to, to delegate it, to get a VA to write, you know, find somebody that's excellent in writing. Exactly. And then you may be honing your communication skills with them. How can I express clearly, concisely what I want on that paper and let them do the magic and make it come true? Exactly. Exactly. That, 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 yeah. For me, that's called collaboration. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's my, my wife and I do that all the time. You know, when, when I need to, when I need to write a coaching summary or I need to, I'm writing an article or whatever it might be, I'll write it. And it's like, here you go, Lori, do your thing, do your magic with it. And, you know, she'll come back here. It's done well. You know, here's some grammatical things. You might want to move this sentence here, you know, whatever it might be. And I'm completely open to that because I know it's not a strength. You know, I'm not offended by it. I welcome the help. Yep. I can't believe our time is almost tough. This has been so engaging and so wonderful. Um, definitely have to have you back to talk some more about, you know, your course and, and the things that you have for your um, being an interactive session. I, I definitely wanted to talk a little bit more about that, but we are towards the end. So I end with a, uh, a simple question and then some rapid fire. So, okay. What advice would you give your 30-year-old self? The best advice, to, there are two things, Vicki. We started with this. Get to know yourself extraordinarily well. And, you know, and I would welcome the chance to come back and talk with you more about this. And there are some ways to do that, very simple ways. Yeah. Uh, number two, the best business advice that I ever got in my entire career, and I wish I had gotten it, as a younger man, instead of a guy when I was in my 40s, old boss of mine said, Ron, if you really, really want to become a resource to people and become the best you can be, start reading, yeah. start reading. And that was the advice I got. And from that, which you mentioned earlier, I've read over 300 business books, leadership books. And let me tell you something, it has made a tremendous difference in my professional career, in my personal life, every which way. Yeah, I read 10 pages a day or listen yes. to a podcast or something. And the, the key is right, right there, Vicki, right there. So many people say to me, I don't have time to read. Okay, can you read 10 pages a day? Yeah. Doesn't take any time <laughs> at all. Exactly. And if you can't read, you know, you can listen to 15, 20 minutes of a, a podcast right. or, you know, That's right. uh, you know, five minutes of Darren Daly's, whatever. So that actually goes to my very first rapid fire question time management yep. what, the, what, what would you say about that i am i'm a big believer in stephen covey's work and i love i love what he says in that one of the best things i've learned in the recommendations i make schedule what he calls your big rocks 
Get the most important things on your calendar as soon as you know about them. As soon as you know about them, get them on the calendar, and then you prioritize your schedule around those big rocks. For me, as a quick example, the NFL schedule came out, I guess, back in May. It's on my calendar. And like I said, I'm a giant season ticket holder. If a client asks me, Ron, are you available to come work with us on on whatever given date? If it conflicts with a home game, I'll tell you right now, the answer is no. (laughs) I'm, I'm not going to do it because it's that important to me. And that goes to knowing myself really well, because if I say, oh, all right, I'll skip a giant game. I am going to be so mad at myself. And I'm the one that did it to myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Next is sort of a thought provoking, I guess. One of the things that I've started this year is I have a tablet in front of my desk that just reminds me, what should I start? And what should I stop? Yeah. So what should you start today? And what should you stop? Ooh. Uh, I, need to, I need to start making more contacts with people. Uh, my business did extremely well up until the pandemic. And when the pandemic hit, the rug got pulled out from underneath me. And one of the things, one of the things that I did, because again, knowing myself well, I hired a marketing coach to help me. And she has been fabulous. She's just been great. And you know, her recommendation, Ron, you need to start reaching out to people, especially on LinkedIn. Just keep reaching out, keep reaching out. And I need to start doing that more consistently. Uh, I think what I need to stop doing is. I, I need to I need to stop procrastinating <laughs> reading, you know, because I, I do. I, I love to read the books and I get some new I get a, I get a number of electronic newsletters and I haven't been reading enough of them. I, I just haven't. And I, I feel like I'm not as current as I can be. And that's that's something I really I really want to start doing is just the little articles, the snippets that can reinforce things for me, that, that, or that, that can just provoke thoughts for me. I need to really, really make a commitment to start doing that again on a daily basis. There you go. Got to write it down, though, to make it happen. That's right. I know. <laughs> How do you stay motivated? How do I stay motivated? Uh, you know, I, I, think it, I think it's one of, the, one of the ways I stay motivated is knowing that I make a difference. And that is so important to me. I, I just get, I mean, I, I actually, you know what, I'll, I'll, I'll share something that an old friend and a mentor said to me one day. Rich Michaels uh, was a friend and a mentor for quite a few years. And he said to me one day, you know what, anytime you're doing a class, he said, I need you to be at your very, very best every single second. And I knew there was an explanation behind it. And what he said to me was so meaningful. He was like, Ron, whatever activity you're doing or whatever it is you're talking about, it is important to somebody in that room. It's not going to be important to everybody. It's important to somebody. And therefore, I want you at your best, quote unquote, 24-7. 
And I never forgot that. And that motivates me because whatever it is we're doing is important to somebody and they deserve my best. Absolutely. So you talked about all your books. What's your book that you're reading right now? The book that I'm reading right now is called Sustain Your Game. It's written by Alan Stein. And it's essentially a book about uh, how to deal with stress, how to use your time most effectively. And a lot of what we were, we, what we've been talking about, he says, control the controllables. Yeah. And, you know, that makes a lot of sense to me. You know, I mean, I'm a, I'm a big, big believer in the serenity prayer, uh, just in that God grant me the serenity mm-hmm. to accept the things that, that I cannot, uh, that I cannot change and the courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. And that, that's, that's so important to me because if I'm banging my head against the wall, trying to change something I can't, I'm, I'm going to go crazy. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Well, let me go ahead and share my screen to get your contact information. I want to let everyone know that this is not PowerPoint, it's Google. <laughs> and it does not come in as well as I would like, but um, we'll see what we can do here. So um, I will read the website. And again, for those of you that are looking uh, or listening in, this will help you. And those of you that are watching, um, you probably can't read it because they, Google's decided my white background should be blue. So, <laughs> so it's the website is HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash www.linkedin.com slash Ron dash R-E-I-C-H dash and it's 7809829. Again, that's Ron dash R-E-I-C-H dash 7809829. And <clears throat> He's on Instagram and as we said, LinkedIn, but you do have a a free gift here, um, thought provoking questions and we can get them from your website, but talk a little bit about that. You know, it's Vicki, for me, the thought pondering, thought provoking questions are a wonderful way for someone to get to know himself or herself. Mm -hmm. And again, it can be personally or professionally. I I have it in front of me. And I mean, just a a couple of of, of examples of this. Uh, For what actions have you been consistently complimented on in your life? What work activities come easiest to you? And I mean, you can also make that synonymous with what life activities come Mm -hmm. easiest to you? When you consider a high point in your career, or you can make it in your life, what were you doing? Mm -hmm. I'm at my best when. I'm at my worst when. And I mean, it's it's interesting. My wife's cousin, uh, I've done some coaching with her. Uh, She's the head athletic trainer for a Division I school on the West Coast. Mm -hmm. And... I sent her these because I wanted her to think them through. And she was like, oh, my goodness, Ron. She said, you want you call them thought provoking, thought pondering. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what they are. Yeah. And, you know, and, you know, because she was saying, too, 
it's helping me to rethink what my priorities are with my husband, with my two boys, and what I really want to do, both professionally and personally. And so it is, it's really a wonderful tool. And it's quite relevant for right now with, you know, the great resignation and so many people thinking, re-evaluating whether they should stay in the corporate world or maybe go into a business of their own. Yes. But they don't perhaps know where to start. It has been wonderful speaking with you. You have um, definitely a lot to share. You've given us some great tips. I hope that everyone goes to his website to be able to get these questions and really reflect on who you are. Um, definitely want to have you back again so we can delve a lot deeper into those things and maybe uh, you know play some with those questions. Yeah, yeah, Vicki, I truly, I would welcome the opportunity. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. So everyone, um, again, please take advantage of getting in touch with Ron, seeking out, uh, checking his website out to see what he's done and, uh, you know, ask questions of him to really uh, see maybe how he can help you. Thank you for tuning into the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nedling, where we share impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Remember to visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast.